This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the family, with John Heffern, JB, Andy Bernard. You can barely hear you. Andy Brett. There we go. Yep. My mic fell down, apparently. Why'd your mic fall down? I'm having a tough day today with the mechanics and all better. All the rest of it. I don't know what the hell's going on. In any case, we will be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour de Cure ride. Join me. Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Oh, that's right. We don't have bumper music. I forgot. Nope. <laughs> that's all right. It works for me. Cassie is uh, still in Los Angeles with Darkness Dave shooting his thing. And... His thing. Well, we can't, I can't reveal what it is yet because it hasn't hit the area, so I can't say what it, well, what it is could, or where it is. You could say his it's treatment. His project. His treatment? Or project. I didn't know Darkness Dave was in treatment. Is he a booze hound or a <laughs> but, drug addict? But this thing, you say his thing, and it's like, yeah. oh, he's got some issues. Oh, he's got some issues. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's no true. doubt about it. He just got some issues. John Heffern with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's just get this out of the way right away because, you know, JB will get all whipped up if I if I hold back the info. But um, so Louis Farrakhan, uh, on your behalf, said, and I quote, I don't hate Jews, but some are satanic. What do you think, JB? <laughs> he said that. <laughs> yes, he did. I didn't hear that. He's... Well, I think some of any group is satanic. Right. So. He's out there. Out of the four people here, we got one person that's satanic. Is that what you're saying? I don't know what the hell I did to my wrist. I'm falling apart, man. I don't know what the hell is going on with me. Join the club. You got the, oh, that's right. You, where's, got, your, where's your wrist thing? I got tennis elbow now. Oh, oh yeah. The Christ. wrist thing's gone and the thumb finally healed, but now I have tennis elbow in both elbows. What's that on your elbow? It's a strap for the tennis elbow. Oh, it's a strap. It looked like it was like delivering drugs or something. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. No, I had a blood test today, too. A blood test today. Yeah. So did you grow up being a, a Michigan fan? 
Yeah, I mean, you guys all have your thing. I, I'm going through, I'm in month three of uh, Bell's Palsy, if you know what that oh, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My whole, look like my, my whole, uh, that's good to hear. My whole right side of my face just on Christmas Eve just you rebooted. Like pretty well recovered. And it just kind of fell. But it's, it's, it's a scary thing. You have like one nerve in yeah. your face yeah. and yeah. it kind of craps out on you. And pretty much every time you're like, okay, I guess I'm having a stroke. Time to die. Oh, it, it, it felt like a stroke. <laughs> yeah, and then what's, really? what's worse about it is you go to the doctor and then there's nothing they give you no, i mean it's just, all placebo it's, shoot. like yeah. they, they, they give you a steroid but it's just one of those yeah that oh, i have a cold steroid thing that they give you and then they tell you you go well when you know because your whole face for those listening is just drooping yeah. literally yeah. it's like when yeah. the dentist numbs your your, your cheek mm-hmm. and then there's no bounce back time they go could be a year could be a year and a half could be you know six weeks could be some about right. three months in or yeah, whatever the math is. And somebody last night after my show came up and goes, "Your face is it will be what it is now forever because you're whatever you are at six or eight weeks is what it stays." And then I've heard a billion different yeah. things besides that. I've heard yeah. people go, "Eh, sometimes it takes me after about seven months. I'm, I was a hundred percent. I'm probably like seventy five. Uh, you know, I, I see the difference in my face or my eye or, I you know, I cannot tell tired. you which side it was on. I can't by looking That's at you That's good right to know, now. yeah. But I'm yeah, obsessed yeah. with taking pictures of my face <laughs> and, and, and not posting them, though, yeah, but just looking at them going, I look like Compared, a monster. Com- right. But at least I can talk. Like, you know, months ago, I was literally talking like this. Was, yeah. It's a weird uh, virus because it, is what it is. And it can happen. By the way, it's dormant in everybody, so everybody have a good weekend. Yeah. You don't you know. It's just stress-related, I guess. You, you oh, body. it is really. That's what they say. I don't know why the hell it didn't happen to me. Then all I am is a stressed <laughs> out. Yeah, right. Yeah, guy. yeah. So that that's what they say, but I don't even know what that means. Well, I don't know if that's true because my roommate, when I was in my mid twenties, uh, got Bell's palsy, and there was no stress. All he ever did was smoke pot and cook grilled cheese sandwiches. Sounds like a wonderful life. Yeah, <laughs> and then he got. Yeah, okay. So yeah, who knows? But who yeah, knows? I remember he came out that morning. I was like, Gee, the bells. I was going to look like Quasimodo. No, that's what, I mean, I, like, I wow. felt, yeah, that's exactly how I was. And then I was canceling, uh, I was canceling work. Oh, yeah. And I didn't think I could talk again. And I still, I still have a little bit of a slur or mumble or like that I, that I notice and like to yeah, say certain that. words. I have to like over exaggerate to try to throw my cheek back. So I'm not like talking like that. So that's a pain. So but, which side was it on though? Uh, I this can't, side. I was on the right, right side. On my Is right it usually side. on the right side? Because that's where his was too. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, I think maybe. it has a. Yeah, I don't know that to be honest with you. I don't know what the thing is. I'm just happy it, you know. It no, goes back. You can't it, tell it, it all. Now after my show, I have every. You know, there's one person after every show that say I had it, <laughs> and then and then I stare at their face, yeah, and then once they tell me they have it, now I'm so keen on you know is your face symmetrical or I can like usually see it, like they're you know. Did you ever see the separation from the the middle of the face, right down right down the nose and the middle of the mouth, uh, the two sides of JFK's face, John F. Kennedy? Mm-mm. He doesn't look anything like the same person right. from one side. Like one eye is yeah. literally mm-hmm. an inch below the other one. Oh, but like in real life, in real life, yeah, because yeah, nobody's faces, but no, but no. maybe being a comic and I get pictures after shows with people. Yeah. I, I have thirty years to see photos where then I can compare and go, yeah, I look, I look a hundred percent different than you know yeah. even, even a year ago. But it's again, I'm grateful that I can even talk at some point. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're just like, I suppose at first it's tough to talk. I couldn't. I, I, I did a New Year's Eve show where I had to grab my cheek and pull my whole mouth back so you could hear me. Because I was talking, I was so oh, much like this right, right. that I had to pull, like almost like Popeye. Like, you, had, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had to pull my cheek back and then did the whole hour show holding my cheek back like this. It was one of the worst nights of my life because I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I being a trooper right now? I need to just be in a basement until, you know. That's I, great, I had one girl come up to me after. Show she goes. I had uh, I have optical palsy or something, and basically, one of her eyes I forgot which one uh, started looking down, like down. So it's almost like your eye doesn't detach physically, but something happens to it where it only is geared to look like down yeah. to the right or left, really? depending on the eye. Because yeah, there's almost- like six muscles that control your eye, so if one of them gets off naturally, the 
Because they're, they're like symmetrical. There's one on the top, one on the bottom. So if the one on the bottom uh, becomes paralyzed, the one on the top is still pulling. So it... Yeah, so that's what happened to my mouth is is one so that's why it was it was yeah. you know pulling weight it's just like your car alignment but so mm-hmm. all she could see was she at least see straight and then her other eye oh. down I'm like that would be more and and then she said how she looked because if you look at somebody oh, yeah. the eye she, she goes it was more maddening because you're just so used to having your eyesight work well, I wear an eye patch the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I had to. I couldn't close my eyes. Uh, this eye, I couldn't blink for almost three weeks. Jesus, I had to tape it shut. It got, it got, Man. it got that crazy because I kept poking it because it, so it's like numb. So without yep. even knowing, I'd stick a finger in that eye without. Ooh. Or oh, yeah, yeah. I did the dumbest move. I think I was going somewhere. Right, I'm not a cologne guy, but I what I forgot even what I sprayed. I think maybe even like that unwrinkle stuff. There's some stuff you can spray that mm-hmm. wrinkles your shirt. And I sprayed it just like normal. And usually your eye will then blink or you could close your eye. Yeah. But it went oh. like I, I, I basically <laughs> maced myself not thinking that this eye, because this eye still blinks slower. So like when I'm on stage doing comedy, if I move my head too fast, I'll see like a, almost like a, a chem, not a chemtrail. I'll see like a, a trail of a trail. from the light. Yeah, you know, oh, like if, yeah, right. like if you yeah. stare at like a, somebody's brights, yeah. yep. and then you do a quick move, like that eye still does that every once in a while. Yeah, it looks great though. You know, you look a lot better than that one more. And by the way, they got to take that thing off because it's too damn depressing. Have you seen this? Uh, it's a public service announcement for quit smoking. I was turning those off because oh, I the, can't. Oh, the, the throat. The, with yeah. No jaw. jaw yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I guess it works, right? Does it get people to quit smoking? <laughs> if I smoked, I'd quit. I'll yeah. Just, yeah. I'll I, I would have quit at that point, yeah. too. Oh, my like, God. Knowing that so that's, that that's possible. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah well, I hope my, everyone knows about Roger Ebert and the... Right. How he was at the end oh, of his that's life. Right. He had the fake jaw. Yeah, he had to have like basically his entire jaw removed. Is that from smoking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, that's okay. how my mom passed. She didn't make it to that part. I, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I think good. they tried and then they started to, um, you know, do the stuff and then she passed from that. But it never. Yeah. I how know. old was she? My mom was fifty-eight. Yeah, my dad was sixty-two when he yeah, died. Of, he even, died of emphysema and all that. Not that's, even. He had it coming though. That's yeah. why I'm trying to get my son to get off of chewing tobacco. Oh like yeah. Oh yeah. You don't want to be doing that. Stop. Yeah. You know. All that stuff you get like like no matter what your age. If you're in your twenties, listening to this, you're like, well, it, it, you hear all these stories, and it's just maybe it's just a human thing. You can see all those pictures, hear all the stories, but you don't think. That won't be. I'm just. I'm too strong for that. That's not going to happen. Yep. And then yeah. time. Yeah. Time will unwind everything, and we'll catch up to you. And your bo- everything you do to your body's on credit, and mm-hmm. it'll it'll yeah. one day decide. Oh, no doubt about that. <laughs> you got to watch all that stuff. You know, man. like right. I'm like I'm such a sugar fiend. I know. Oh, yeah. Whatever's going to kill me in life, I'm feeding it sugar on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm making sure that it has enough <laughs> power go. to. Oh, you know, that's at the end of the day. That's you know. I think it's phenomenal. No, I, seriously, I'm not. I, I tell you too. I go, hey man, you really look effed up. But you don't. You don't. Do this face looks. I, I get because again, I monitor it way too much. First thing in the morning, I can tell. But then midday, I think probably as you wake up, just like everybody, yeah, so. I, it looks less. Mm-hmm. You know, and depending how much sleep I got. Right, but uh, right. when I'm stressing, it we it's weird. It it, I, it it feels like still, even if it looks fine, almost like if you take your hand and you put it on your face and you lightly pull down. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Oh, so man. It, so. That sensation doesn't go away where it just feels like gravity's pulling it a little. And it's kind of annoying. It It'll just feels away, like somebody though. is, you hope. Yeah, because what happens uh, is, I guess, the nerve that runs through there is like this, uh, almost like a spaghetti noodle. <laughs> and then within that spaghetti noodle, there's 5,000 mini noodles. Right. And what happens, right. once that dies, everything grows back about the speed of your nails growing back. Whatever. I forgot what the thing is. But you hope that all... When it grows back, it all the plugs go oh, back yeah, into the yeah. same place, but there's no guarantee. Right. So it'll grow, and let's say just like you're you're you know stealing cable or you're you're <laughs> you're wiring stuff differently. Right. It it works, but the reception isn't as good. So that's why sometimes right. so like I can move my face or whatever, but my smile looks different or my eye yeah. might be a little bit different. So you know it's not as droopy as it was, but just the reconnecting. So then. You know, but also I, I talked to this this door guy, 
Uh, he had it when he was 12, which I couldn't imagine really? having it as a little kid. Oh, God. Just because tortured. of just the people who would make fun of it. I oh, couldn't yeah. even imagine. Oh, because yeah. cause you, even as a grown adult, I was just hiding in a basement because I felt I looked, you know, so. And uh, so the guy had it for two years. So, you know, 12, 13, 14. And then one day he was brushing his teeth and he, he his lip kind of curled a little, the side that was, yeah, I keep saying dead, but the paralyzed eyes. And then within a week, he was 100% back really? to normal. After, I go, how, how did that feel that day? Like, you, you know, you went off for a week, you know, while I was getting better. Um, how did you feel walking into school that day? Because oh, yeah. I, I would be like, you would, you had to, that had to be one of the greatest feelings you ever had. In I your, would think, yeah. In your t- you, right? Like, yeah, you were this guy absolutely. that everybody knew of the, you were the crooked face kid, and then you roll in not a crooked face? Right. Like, did you find the guy who made fun of you the whole time? Is he the first yeah. person you smacked? <laughs> you know? Or, or just, exactly. Yeah, and he says he's still, he goes, uh, 100%. He was just the new, you know. And it also makes you grateful. Like, for me, I was on stage, and I started talking, and I started this getting a little bit like this, and I thought I was having a stroke on stage. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, I'm stroking out. Do I leave the stage and, t- and tell everybody? Out. You know, do I tell everybody, hey, I'm having this weird thing, right. I have to leave? Do I finish the show? And it was, uh, you know, it was one of those moments, and I'm a relatively healthy guy. I don't, you know, do do that many bad things to myself. And I was like, wow, that, your, your health can be taken from you in a second. Oh yeah, no I, have a, I was just on stage. I wasn't even doing anything right? shady to possibly cause something. <laughs> right. I was Nothing literally shady. just talking, and it just happened. No, I have a. I still play baseball at my age, and um, have a teammate last year that happened to him. All of a sudden, he told us we didn't see him the rest of the season because he just he said it was painful, and then probably on top of the pain was the you know face being contorted or twisted or what yeah and he just decided i don't want to be around yeah no it's yeah it's a weird i i lucky i I, uh, hid in my sister's basement for you know she's got a real nice house and just in her room and i just watched tv i just like i sat there and i went and then every day i stared myself in the mirror and i tried to like imagine smiling i was doing acupuncture i was doing whatever voodoo you know was out there i'm like I'm, i'm i'm doing it you know, and then, you know, then it started coming back. So, Well, I'll give you the upside of this whole deal because when I was about 13, 14 years old, a friend of mine and I were hitchhiking, right? Uh, which I would not do if I were 13 or 14 now, but I was a pretty big kid. At, I'm the same size as I am now when I was 13 or 12, actually. But we're hitchhiking, and this guy pulls over, picks us up, and I noticed when I get in the car, he kind of went, yeah, how you doing? He didn't turn his head. He just went, yeah, how you doing, man? So my friend's behind me. I'm in the front seat. God, even hitchhiking, my, my brain's still on how scary that would be. Oh, st- but I know Can that's how everybody. Now? No yeah. way. I mean, I guess Uber and Lyft is the same, almost the same thing as hitchhiking. <laughs> but I've right. been thinking of, you know, you at 12 or 13. Did, did, not to cut you off, how many people, was that just how everybody got around back then? It was, yeah. Everybody just Like everybody, that was a thing. Like yep. you would go, I'm going to this party hiking, and I'll just hitchhike. Yep. And you would just sit there, and, and people exactly just right. pulled over. Yeah, there was yeah, this song, Gone and Take a Freedom Ride. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so you're in the car, and then his okay, face. Yeah. I'll take a break and be right back, because okay. I want to tell you, and I don't want to cut it short. So we'll be right back okay, in perfect. two minutes with John Heffern, Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Tonight, tomorrow night, two shows, both nights, right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me 
And it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. John Heffern, ladies and gentlemen, is at Rick Brown's House Comedy. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night. We're talking about uh, hitchhiking back in the day, and we're talking about Bell's Palsy and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. But So uh, we're hitchhiking. I get in the front seat. My friend gets in the back seat. And the guy doesn't turn his head to say hello. He just kind of looks over with his eye and goes, hey, how you doing? So we're driving along, and all of a sudden the guy decides that he's comfortable enough to, to turn his head. And I'm not kidding you, from, from his nose to the entire left side of his head looked like a huge bunch of grapes. Mm. There was all these, they were like red, hang, and it hung down to like four inches below his cheek. Oh, right. I don't know what that is, man. But. I had a, there was a family oh, at, at my church. I uh, grew up Catholic. In my Catholic church, mm-hmm. the whole family had it. Oh, they did, really? And they were, then they were the food servers because we also had a Catholic school attached. They yeah, were the yeah, food right. servers. So like really hanging and red, red and looking like grapes, right? Right. All the whole family the, had it. Right. The whole family like had both it. both parents had it? Well, the mom had it and all her kids had it. Oh, the dad? Where was the dad? Uh, I never, Drinking? I never recalled the dad. Yeah, there's a shock. <laughs> there's a shock but for the, you. But the, the oldest daughter and one of the sons also worked at the school serving food. And, you know, as a kindergartner, first grader and whatnot, that kind of spooked you for the first couple oh, yeah. of years. Yeah. Even if you don't mean it to. There's, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Again, and it also shows you, I have a friend who's got a huge, uh, you know, some, as simple as a birthmark. Oh, yeah. on, on oh, yeah. his face like yeah, it, yeah. but it's yeah. it's big enough for you to you know so I, I your whole life just always having somebody first thing they do look yeah. is look at whatever <clears throat> well, the um, fact that even if you your face is I, I, normal's not not the right word no. but like again getting Bell's palsy and then recovering from it. Like I've now this whole being uh, grateful thing going on in my like life that I never really had before. Where well, I'm like, you know good, what? Though, There's a billion people. Even so, so my brother-in-law hit a roadside bomb in Afghanistan and he oh, was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole time I was having Bell's palsy, I kind of thought of him going, you know what? I'm being kind of a baby in the sense of I this will 85% 90% chance that it gets better that's right. kind of what the so right. at least you have a chance right that's a pretty high statistic yeah, he will yeah. always be in a wheelchair no, right. now yeah, because right. of the road so yep. he, I, I, like I can't bellyache over I mean this thing's annoying and, and there's some there are you know your situation does have merit all day long you can't go where there's people worse than no, me that's but that, that's, you gotta give legit to whatever's going on with you but Boy, I, I think about that all the time now. Even I saw, you know, uh, I was in New York and there's an apartment complex for blind people. And somebody was getting out of a cab and that guy was getting in and then he went in the wrong door and went in. I'm like, you know what? The fact that I can see still. So yeah, what? No, so what? My right. one eye, if I right. feel droops a little, well, like who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then the, I'm so in tune to, to like other people going on oh, that that guy's foot is his leg seems two inches shorter than the other one because how he walks right. with yeah, a little right. bit of a right. I, I at least I you know my my feet are left like yeah it's it's it's, it's a weird uh, it's a new outlook. So when did so how long ago did that happen? Uh, pretty much Christmas Eve because I was in the hospital Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve and Christmas in random Dayton, Ohio. I'm not even from there. Uh, that's where I went to an emergency because I thought I was having a stroke. Yeah, right. And then they wouldn't let me go. They wouldn't let me leave the hospital because they, they couldn't mm-hmm. decide if it was a stroke or bells. Like, everybody was arguing over it. So they kept me. And it was, you know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, of course, why not? You know well, what I mean? Well, at, at least they kept you i mean they- i'm happy i went because i'm so like probably everybody else where I, I felt it was weird and i kept looking at myself but i just i just thought i'm like well maybe it's that 
you know, I took two things of Ambien, so maybe just my face is weird. Oh, yeah. of that. Like, yeah. I, I was just... Ambien can do weird stuff. Oh, yeah, and it has, but just the fact that, you know, it's scary when you reach a point, maybe if it's a dude thing or a, an age thing where you go, should I go to the emergency? Like, everybody probably, you know, sometimes yeah. oh, you go, yeah. I don't want to... What's my health insurance? What's this going to cost? What's this... I, I, I remember I was somewhere, and the guy was having chest pains or something, and I heard the conversation... Where the guys like, our insurance doesn't cover an ambulance, and they were literally just talking money, mm-hmm. opposed to getting him that you know. And she's like, "Well, we'll just." I just remember having that conversation. Yeah. Then yeah. I, I don't even remember how it played out. A lot of people actually take Ubers and Lyfts now, right? Because it's cheaper. cheaper. So, yeah. so literally, people be bleeding out <laughs> or something, and they call an Uber or Lyft, and they just kind of deal with it, you know, the whole way to the hospital, and then you skip. Whatever that, you know, well, you skip that ride, you know, right. an ambulance ride is, I couldn't imagine. I was at, at the university campus, there is a building called Boyden Health Service, and it's literally a block and a half from the hospital on campus. And I was, and I had suffered from reflux, and I was having a bout, and I went in and talked to him and described the pain, and he's like, no, we think you're having a heart attack. Oh. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll walk over to what's the name. He's like, nope. I literally had to take an ambulance a block and a half. They would not release me. I had to go from one to the yeah. other in the ambulance. By the way, for all our white listeners, he did say ambulance. Yes, it did. I heard that. <laughs> he did that on purpose. Oh, I did. That's the I way I said it. I think one guy called it a bambalance. Yes. Man, I could call me a bambalance. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, a quick, a quick cap to that story about the guy with the growth on the left side mm-hmm. of his face. So he turns and looks at me, and I kind of like, you know, I kind of, I think I flinched, but that was about it. Well, my friend in the backseat was an Italian kid from New Jersey, right? So, you know, how they be. Yeah. He goes, now this guy's sitting right next to me, but he's in the back seat. And he says to the guy, God damn, what's wrong with your face? I'm like, <laughs> don't do that. What is wrong with you, man? Yeah, it, uh, it was not pleasant. Yeah. I will tell you that. I think this family, the way it was told to me, what they had was a form of elephant man disease. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be right about that. That it gets passed passed right. down and, and or whatever. Yeah, it's a tough road to hoe. That's oh, all I I'm saying, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, a tough road to hoe. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. Like whatever, whatever. Like they, the, also the good thing about Bell's Paul, like I just got a a haircut that I can't stand. And it's, you know, a year ago, I would have right. cared. But now I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm over caring about, like, if that's the worst yeah. part of my day, my face was literally drooping off. I'll take, like, I don't, it's it's kind of freeing in the sense, you know what I mean, that it, that little life lesson caught, you know, took me four months to figure out. But it definitely changed my outlook now yeah. on stuff. Well, so now, when, when did you go, when, when did you get divorced? Um, right around then. It was happening right when when the Bell's palsy. Do you think the stress of that might have brought it up? Yeah, I, I probably yeah. lost maybe 15, 20 pounds mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and I just think my body was just in a state of, like, if I was healthier or, or was eating better or whatever, I probably could have fought off the virus. Because right. it's a virus that attacks your nerve, basically. So instead of getting a cold like you normally do, somehow the cold, whatever that is, a ends up at the end of your nerves and then that's why it short circuits everything so i I think if i was just in a better mental or even physical state i probably like just like a cold you know what i mean difference of an older person getting pneumonia versus a young person your body can can fight it all stress is something else i mean i when when i was at the doctor today i also suffered from high blood pressure and they took a reading today it was 111 over 68 it hasn't been that low in 20 to 30 years. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of, I recently left a job yeah. three months ago. Right. And that's like, that's yeah. it? it? It's like, again, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, hippie type stuff and you're like you gotta watch your stress level because you're shit. like people always say that right, and then right, you're like right. what does that mean i don't even know watch my life <laughs> yeah. is stressful how can you not yeah. be stressed well there is an active way like for me i know going through my divorce and again uh, you know uh, 
everybody goes through a divorce, so you know you, you handle it. Um, and and there's there's but there's a time during the divorce. I think everyone I've talked to where it gets pretty bad because then yeah. even when people say we divorce amicably, however you say that word. Um, there's still a moment where it's awful. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You know, because you, you're n- now it becomes a business deal. You know, especially California is fifty-fifty, no fault. So then it's literally you're figuring out. You have to go through how much silverware do we have? How many iTunes movies did you buy during the course? Of, like it's it's just horrible. Yeah. Just like even if it's just like a you know a money thing. And I never once during the, the the thing. I mean, I got mad. I you know, um, but I never like released the anger. You well, know, I, I, I didn't yeah. have an out. Well, well, I didn't have an outlet, and I think that's why I am I imploded. Yep. Is I think, I think my true. body literally it just dropped. Where if during that time maybe if I was like I should probably go see somebody at least once a week talk to just to help you get through it. I think there's something to be said that that's very helpful, and not your friends, by the way. Yeah. So, so, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but not. I'll, I'll just tell you what you want to hear. Your yeah, friends right. or everybody has a, yeah. everybody has a, like, a story to Yeah, tell. okay, so that's my advice. If anybody's getting a divorce, you know what? And you have to talk to a lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to somebody who knows what they're doing because all your friends, your relatives will all yeah. tell you. Every mm-hmm. bit of legal information I got from you know, a friend or, or family member was completely wrong <laughs> and didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, a thing where yeah. you, you have to just go and, <laughs> and don't because everyone's like, you know what you should do? Here's what you got to do this yeah, before yeah. she does. And yeah. that ends up stressing you out more <laughs> than the what, you know, whatever. So Any kids involved in it? No. Oh, well, that's, no. that, that's yeah, helpful. That's a good thing. No. I mean, I had a st- uh, 16 years, 16, 16. 17. Uh, I had a stepdaughter. I mean, I have a stepdaughter. That's the that's the weirdest the relationship yeah, still true. there. Yeah, I mean, there was no whatever. But then you know, then you go in all practical purposes. You know, is, is a twenty-something-year-old person going to reach out to me? Probably not. After probably a while, not. yeah, probably. You know not. what I mean? Like yeah, you, you know true. what the reality? Yeah. I mean, will I always reach out? Yes, but mm-hmm. is, yeah. it, is it the relationship you had? No, because you eventually become, you know, mom's. Oh, that was my mom's second husband. You know, or third, you know, yeah, you, you, yeah, it literally right. becomes a numbers game after a yeah, while. I'm sure so, that's true. Yeah, that's the, you know. My favorite breakup ever was Richard Pryor used to tell a story back in the day that he didn't pay his taxes and they, he was put in prison for not paying taxes. I, I don't think he did very, like a year or six months or something. I don't know what it was. But his, his fiance at the time decided that since he'd gone to prison, she wasn't having any of it. So she's going to break up. So she told him, I'm coming out to see you, but I'm coming to see you because I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> so he said, he's there in the room, and you know she's across the table, uh, and there's a little barrier between them and all the rest of it. He said, well, so why are you breaking up with me? She goes, I ain't going to hang out with some criminal, some prisoner. I'm not doing that. He goes, well, so, I mean, you're going to start going out? She goes, start going out? What do you mean? Goes again, you start going out with other men. She goes, What do you mean, start going out? I'm going out every night and effing everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy's in prison. Classy. Classy (laughs) as hell, right? But him telling that story was brilliant. I mean, he was unbelievable. You know, one thing I got to tell you, I'm very impressed with the way you look at this whole thing. Because I think, you know, as you go through life, you you go through different periods. And I'm kind of going through one of those right now myself. It's like, you know, Everybody hates everybody, and you watch the news, and it's all negative, and everything's horrible. And but you sit back and go, no, it's it's things are great. And like what you just talked about, the fact that this happened to me, instead of pissing and moaning and whining about, it, you go, hey, you know what? There's all this other great stuff. How, why do you think you took that route? Because I think it's very smart. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. Uh... Yeah, I just went, maybe it's because I'm a comic and then the whole time I was like, what's the funny in this? So, so right. maybe just my, you know, I, I I think I described this to somebody and I wasn't trying to be funny. I was trying to, and they're like, well, how, you know, what's going on? I'm like, eh, you know what? I kind of feel like I'm in the storm cellar and the tornado's coming and the, the flaps of the doors, and you see all all that, and you just you're kind yeah, of hiding and yeah. going, man. I just want those doors to hold, and then suddenly a little bit of light then comes through the 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 crack of the doors, yeah. and you open up your door, and you see your barn's gone. You know, there's wood everywhere, there's mm-hmm. bales of hay everywhere, but you're like, you know what? Okay, we we passed that. And, yep. and, and no, and you know, and then also I have a philosophy of 
nothing stays the same and like time will unfold and unwind everything that you develop. Like this is where people go. That's such a sad way to look at things. I'm like, or is it, you know, your job you wanted that you created over, over however, not yours, but somebody who's been in a business for 30 years, eventually that job is going away. Yeah, time will yeah, time will unfold all of that. Yep. People in your life will eventually all of them are, are going to leave. Unfortunately, yes, there's not are. one person in your life that will be there, either through death or through them just leaving. Yeah, that's so right. So that true. moment that you have all that stuff together, do you embrace those moments? You know what I mean? So like, happiness is in the small moments, not the big, not the big. That's exactly you right. You don't get the you don't get a big check. Like, you want some publisher clearinghouse. Very rarely does somebody hand you the big check and you're like, I have all my happiness now. Here's the big check. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's in, yeah, in, exactly. in this uh, uh, girl that I know, she had, like, ovarian cancer and, like, that 85% you don't make <coughs> it through it um, type. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then she did. And, you know, she's always saying, you don't know what it's like when you're that close. Like, people go almost that when you're that close to death. When you, you yeah. know, you're going through the cancer stuff and you're just, you're, you're just preparing to die. You're like, oh, I'm not going to. And then suddenly you do an upswing and you, you come out of that. You have a different way of looking at things. You go, why would I not have only positive people in my life? Yeah, why, why am I putting up sense. with this person or this job? And that's kind of, that's, that's, you know, yeah. you decide what you want in life. And the big thing is, you know, the scary thing is then making all the decisions to build your life around the thing that you said you'd wanted. And that's the scary part. You yeah, know no I mean? question. We'll be right back just a couple minutes more with John Heffern at Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Tonight and tomorrow night, two shows each. Be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We're just talking about the fact that JB Riggs Sports. Yeah, John and I were talking about. Well, it. yeah, we just switched immediately got... from some weird <laughs> Anthony Robbins motivational minute to yeah. all sports is rigged. That's how guys' ADD you, brain is. Yeah. Yeah. You true. say that, but you know I've been in athletics for forty something years. Forty some years. And if it's rigged, I couldn't tell you how. What about college rigged? Oh, well, I was just telling John. I said, okay. So I'm a Viking fan. He, I don't even know if you're a Lions yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm a Detroit would, guy. So I would yeah. think so, yeah. 53 Super Bowls, and neither the Lions nor the Vikings ever won one out of 53 of them? Or even made it to one? Yeah, How about the Vikings Lions? made them back in the 70s. Yeah, the that Vikings made a handful of Lions them. Lions, like, I think no. my dad, I think the last time he won a championship, my dad said he was like eight or nine, because he remembers it being at a bowling alley and all the old guys were listening to it on the radio. 1954, so, I think. Yeah. yeah so think That's right. Yeah. That's so hilarious. Like, like, yeah, so that was the last time they even – I think they've only won, like, a playoff. Like, that's a big deal. We've yeah. won, like, one playoff game right. in the last – They celebrated that like they had just oh, won the all? Super Bowl. Yeah. Is the Ford family still on the lines? Cause they yeah. Used, yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, and so that's the thing. Did. Like, everyone's always like, just, just – 
you know, get rid of them. There was a, like years ago, they were sell like, them se- off, sell yeah. them to the Illich. Illiches, yeah, you know, because the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Red Wings and right. the Tigers, Tigers and, right. you know, and they've won titles. Yeah, yeah. But did, did you hear what's about to happen in LA? What? There are people. Not another football team. No, people are planning protests because the Lakers are screwing up so bad about hiring a coach and getting straightened out. They're, oh yeah. They're gonna yeah. have. They're gonna protest outside Staples Center. Oh god. <laughs> protest the, the Lakers, like fans, basketball. Yeah, fans of the Lakers are going to protest because they don't think it's being run. It's like, <laughs> well, they do have a huge like. Now that part is rigged. There's no doubt. In the NBA, all the good players either play in their hometown, a la LeBron James in Cleveland, mm-hmm. or they play in the West Coast or the East Coast. Right. And no good. Michael Jordan, once right. again, you know, same. Well, he's from what North Carolina. Right. Yeah. I think, but I mean, he's in Chicago which at the time I believe was the second largest city in America. It's now third. I still can't believe that Toronto is bigger than Chicago. How did that happen? Detroit um, only has, I think I, I could be completely wrong, 400,000. So yeah. I, I think Columbus, Ohio has more people than Detroit does. <laughs> Detroit? Well, yeah. that's, like that, it's not that, even a Big Ten right. m- market. I mean, like even in in radio, it was always considered a top five market. But just if oh, you, yeah, if you yeah. go people, it's not. Right, There's because so people, much empty have, left. Space. people yeah. have left because the town, the same thing's happened to St. Louis. I think the yeah. actual city is less than 400,000. Yeah. It used yeah. to be, what, 650,000. Right. Back in the, yeah. Yeah, and Detroit obviously had millions of people, but it's, yeah. yeah. Well, you talk about being rigged. Both of those towns suffered because of rigged unions. Yeah. I mean, unions destroyed those two towns. And look, I'm in SAG and AFTRA, and I've been I'm, I've been in the unions my whole life, so I'm not an anti-union guy. I am an anti-rig the union guy, though I will tell you well, that. Well, my, my dad was a uh, truck driver, so he was a teamster. Yeah. You know, his whole, oh, his whole thing. Screwed, so I So I grew up being very uh, union just because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, what happened in the 70s and 80s. And yeah, so my yeah. dad's 73 or 4. So he paid into his pension his whole life since he was 19, right? So from 19 to retiring age, he paid in his pension. Then he got his his pension. And then the Teamsters went broke, and they cut his pension in half. In half, that's right. So luckily my dad was always kind of smart with money. But you take a guy who's 74 – who, what's your earning and like your earning capabilities at 74? It's pretty low. So luckily, yeah, so yeah. and if you're a guy now who's I'm making up a number, here's 2,500 bucks a month. You've earned it because you've put into it since from 19 to whenever you retire. Yeah, exactly. Here's tw- I'm making up the number. Here's 25 mm-hmm. bucks, and now suddenly we go, here's 1,500. That thousand at seventy four. How, how do you make that up? Yeah, no, you're right. You're and so even right. if you have an apartment, everything you're doing is because you know you know that money. Right. So for them, they just I, you know. I know. I don't know if they end up taking half of it, but I know that was the talk. And then they it, but they did the, take half of it. Yeah. The did. fact that they can uh, explain <laughs> that to me. How do the government allow I don't unions? Know. To, to take your retirement benefits, it's your money. It's not theirs. I, I, I mean, I'm a union employee right now on right. campus. And well, I am too. I'm a member of Saginaw. And my, my um, what they call it, forced retirement savings, does not go to the union. The state of Minnesota and the university controls it. Well, then you better kiss that goodbye. You ain't ever gonna see it. <laughs> no, it, it, it's no, it, it, it's probably as safe as it's probably it's, as safe it, as it could be. Yeah. Outside of being in a four four hundred one or something like that. You always that. think like the, the guys that you always hear that you, they keep cash in a coffee can. Right. Remember, you're like, boy, those guys are crazy, and now. After everything that happens, you can like, or they're the smartest people. people. Right. You can possibly, you, you know. I know a guy who keeps money in his mattress, like legit. But it, I, I think, I mean, one house fire, one, yeah, you know, that's true. wife donates a mattress. That yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. One time, here's my favorite there. story. Yeah, As I was right. at the shooting range, we're outside, and, and uh, I was shooting shotguns, and the guy next to me, I, I, I see him shoot, and then it looked like confetti. Like, so out of the corner of my eye, I just see paper everywhere enough where i was like oh this guy misfired or he shot you know he had paper and he Mm -hmm. shot you know where he was cleaning his stuff and i didn't know what was happening you just saw stuff floating and then he just starts cussing he starts going crazy and then long story short he would take hundred dollar bills this is how he would say if you take hundred dollar bills once a week or whatever i forgot what he told me and he'd wad them up he'd wad them up as small as you could wad up a hundred dollar bill like almost like a small piece of chewing gum 
and he would put it in the barrel of his shotgun. <laughs> he forgot. Because he figured that that was the safest place. But nobody ever used it? Nobody ever. It was his gun, and Good. he had a bunch of guns. Good. And he had there, and he just had one, and he would always drop, because <laughs> his thought was nobody's looking down the barrel of a shotgun. Yeah, right, right. And then he grabbed this shotgun that he's had, and, you know, forever, and he just felt like shooting it that day, forgetting he had all that money in there. Oh, my God. So it just came out confetti. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I would have wrote on that gun in big letters, no. Yeah, right? Like or some s- type of. Something. That tr- I wouldn't say there's money in here yeah. or something, but write no or never use or something like that. So Yeah. I, Who, who's on 100? Who's on 100? Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, I would. I would. It's all about the Benjamin. I would have put. I would have had that in, inscribed on the right. barrel. <laughs> Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> Just nobody would have known. No, they would have right. thought the guy no, he bought it from was Benjamin guns right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's certain. Did Did Dane Cook, his brother, did his brother ever reveal I've where he hid all that money? I don't. You know, I only know buried? from. Yeah, no, he didn't get back all of it. I think the. No. I, I could be wrong. Like the, he went to jail for it, but then never found. You know, you go to jail for it, but if you go, I don't know where the, I spent all the five million or whatever the number. Well, apparently, there's no he buried some of it, and he won't tell anybody where it is. Yeah, and then when he gets out, he still has that money. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Dane Cook was just talking about that again. After all these years, he started talking about it again. He said, "Can all you sudden, do anything if you stole money and then you bury it? So you served your crime or you served the time? Well, he can for the yeah for Dane the crime. Can, he can put it, you know, civil court. Yeah, and Could go you, after yeah. it. Yeah." But wouldn't you release it a little by a little, just to pretend like you actually have a job? I don't know. I mean, if you got money, why why take it all out? Just take it little by little, so nobody ever knows you got a lot of money. I mean, like uh, what's uh, Madoff did? Uh, didn't oh, his God, wife yeah. or didn't didn't they get to keep something? Yeah, she did. Got to keep one of the houses. Yeah, but it, like you know, pretty decent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it wasn't her fault. They said, but she knew all about it. She knew all about the whole thing. Yeah, but well, so she got to keep... ended up killing himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they all knew about it. Is Madoff still alive? Did he kill him? No, he's, no, in, he's prison. in prison. 150 years he got. Yeah, he'll never see the light of day. My buddy got 50 years. <laughs> Close pal Tom Petters. 50 years oh, in Leavenworth. Right. Ooh, that'll be fun. For money stuff? Yeah, he stole, what, three and a half billion? Something like that. Billion? Three and a half billion. And here's how he got caught. This is the bad part. But like a pond, I don't know. Like a pond, like well, yeah, you can only steal. It's not like you're you're like pickpocketing three uh, billion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so I guess true. it would have to be some type of wire transfer scam. Well, he bought, uh, was it Polaroid? Not Polaroid. What's the what's the little instant camera thing again? What was Polaroid? That? Polaroid. He bought Polaroid, who at that time started making televisions. And so he would have all these warehouses full of televisions and cameras and all this other stuff. And then it was time to kind of check that out. There was nothing in any of the buildings. They oh, were all I I empty. Were, a... <laughs> I was like, God damn. Really? <coughs> so wait, so who he was scamming just the investors? Yeah. So scamming. he was saying, we have all this inventory. We have all this inventory. And they would get that capital. That's exactly right. And then there was literally just an empty warehouse. And the guy never hit me up for money. Other people have screwed me out of money, believe me. That has definitely happened. But... But he never did. He never asked me for a dime. So I don't know if that was because I'm a public figure, or, you know, because I got a voice on the radio. He didn't want that, you know. That might have been it. I don't know. But he never even tried to get any money out of me. There was that radio guy who got who just went to jail for oh, Craig Cart for for doing yeah. right. What was he doing? Tickets. He was doing tickets. S- scamming exactly. tickets. Yep. <laughs> well, it's because he thought he was this great poker player or something. Apparently. Uh, Boomer Esiason talked to him. It was Boomer and Carton was the name of the show. Oh, okay. And and Boomer Sison said, you, "You're not that great at poker player." He goes, "I tell you what, you give me ten thousand dollars, I'll turn it into twenty five grand by the time I come back tomorrow." He goes, "No way!" So he gives him ten grand, comes back twenty five grand. Well, that was a bad thing for Carton because what happened was people started calling in, going, "Well, what if I give you fifty thousand? Can you turn it into you know one hundred twenty five thousand? And he lost and lost and lost, and all these people gave him all this money, and he just lost it all. Like, how much was it? He had millions, millions. of dollars. It was millions of dollars. Mm. I don't know, man. Just I got down. scammed that way once in Vegas, but I was also like 20 years old. Some, some guy was playing, uh, roulette, not roulette, playing uh, craps. He oh, was yeah, winning. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I could sing. I'm like, well, if I give you X, will you? Right. And he's doing all the thing, and I don't know, and he's taking chips. Yeah, and I, I still to this day remember him walking away with chips. He's like, oh, I lost it all. But I, you know what I mean? So he's right. usually, but I was right. also a kid. 
You yeah, know what I mean? No You're like, you it. want that quick. Oh, man, this guy's going to make me 100 extra bucks. It's $100. <laughs> you know, I don't know how right, much I exactly. lost, but I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been scammed that God, way. That whole day, you, you look at gamblers, man. I don't know how anybody can live that life. Even if you're really, really good at it. There's a story, and I don't remember what year it was from, but a guy was one poker hand away from winning the, the horseshoe. Uh, what is it? What's the Horseshoe Casino in Vegas? Okay. He was one hand from winning the entire casino and lost it all. You couldn't just walk no away. Way, no. no, I know. I, I think that's in him. That I'm to, a genius. Yeah, yeah, there's just something. Oh, you man. know, it's probably just like a drug. You just want to keep you. I'm, I'm horrible at every game I've ever played, I am too. so I don't have that. <laughs> really? Let's gamble. Exactly. You know, I'm just so luckily. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I feel the same way. I'm terrible. I have a at buddy gambling. who, to this day, I mean, he he's a he does well with. He owns a couple restaurants, but probably most of his money he uh, gambles playing pool. Oh really? He's, he's he's you know fifty year old guy. It's a good and way he, to get killed. And it? he goes in, but you know even in college when we were nineteen or twenty, he would we had a thing. He'd go to the pool hall. I would play with his stick. He had a it's called a sneaky Pete, so it looks like a house stick, yeah, but it was huge yeah. group, but it was you know perfectly alive. Right, right. I would play with that at the pool table next to him. He would play somebody. And then once the, I don't even, it's a whole art in itself. Oh, yeah, it, how, no how doubt you bait about that. people and yep. how you start and how much you lose on purpose yep. and how much, you know, you sandbag in your shots. And then when, so he would always go to me, hey, this, and he put a stick down and he'd do that roll. And right, the one he's right. playing with wobbles, you know, it's just warped. And then he'd always look at me and go, hey, bro, can I use your, your stick? And I would give him his stick. We were like 20 years old. And then he would play. And that's how he made it through college. And now I bet you he probably plays pools for, you know, 25 grand, 50 grand. So that's, he still does it for a he living? He does it, you know. like that's And, and the, the dude, you can't, you know, he, you'll watch him play. And he'll just run the table nonstop. Like, you can't play with him. You no, know what I mean? Because no, no. you're just like, I'm just, I'm just here just to rack for you. Basically, but it's uh, but he had he's had days where he's lost, you know. He's like, oh, I lost like seventy five grand last week, oh. and then he'll have days, you know, I won like a quarter million. I wonder how the IRS handles that because you know it's all cash, so you you oh. know some of that's not getting taxed. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no, no doubt. No, there's about all that. those. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, that's what all even all those professional um, poker players or the you know. Bowlers, I guess you know, like whatever. If you see guys on TV doing whatever, that's the thing they're doing for TV. But like then, all those guys, even on the big million dollar whatever poker mm-hmm. guys, the second yeah. the, the cameras off, they all meet in some hotel room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and now oh, they, they, yeah, they're no playing for more that. money. Like you know, the TV just makes them famous. But then the real right. games. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I, I do radio. It's not that tough. You just show I know up, you, you talk. It, you get you it. Talk and I said, well, where did you do radio? Oh God, we only got about forty seconds left. Uh, in, in in Detroit. Oh, you did. Yeah. Where'd you work? Um, just uh, it was a Q95. Took took over. There's a radio legend called Dick Purton. He yeah, was, absolutely. He Dick retired, Purton. and we were like the wacky morning show that that came in after him. God, Dick Purton was he was a legend. He was a legend. He absolutely yeah. was. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, close with this. Do you know what the top hat is in Detroit? Uh, the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. I might be the only white guy that ever went in there and came out unscathed. It was uh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know what that is? Yeah. People don't know what that is. I go, hey, I've been in the top hat. And they're like, what's that? And I go, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Never mind. The only guy I lived through. And I don't know. Everybody was very nice to me. Yeah. Nobody, they weren't giving me a bad look or anything. They just looking at me like, hey, whatever. <laughs> guy must be nuts for being in here. So right, he just right. left me alone. John, thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you Great for having me, guys. Today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you the face looks great. Thank you. I, <laughs> I'm just here I, to like, tell you. Listen, yeah, I can't hear that enough, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with the family.